All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, creator, and founder of the Just Alive TV, as well as the Women's Sporting Women Can Network. Today, we're going to be talking about, are you an introvert? This is quite an interesting topic and something that I feel very, you know, interested in bringing to you. So absolutely, we're going to do that episode today. Our sponsor today is none other than the Phoenix Identity and offering you the Empowered Warrior Women Challenge. It is five days on five ways you are giving away your power and how you can start to take that back now. So go and check those links in the description. You can connect with myself and our guest speaker today, Kelly, um, straight through the links in our description of this episode. Uh, like, follow, and share the show. Join our newsletter at justalivetv.com. And let's get started. Kelly, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Melissa. So my name is Kelly Van Hovlin. Um, I'm here today to talk about introverts being entrepreneurs and social media and growing a business and all of the things. Um, I got my start in the online space probably 13 years ago now as a social media manager and web designer. And over the years, I've transitioned from just social media management into more social media coaching. And really my heart is for helping introverts to learn how to use social media and grow their business and market and sell online in a way that feels really good for them, that allows them to operate out of true integrity and that doesn't just feel slimy and gross. So that's where I'm at today. And Melissa, I think I lost you. Nope, we should be good. Okay, Being sure, you lost it for a second there. <laughs> Being an introvert is interesting. I think that... Um, I think there's introverts and then I think there's other things that create the, the feeling of being an introvert without actually being an introvert. Um, so one of the things that, that I was thinking about before we, before we got on here was, you know, being an introvert can create stress and anxiety, but it flips the other way as well. Being stressed and anxious and having fear and you know, I'm a spiritual teacher and I find that a lot of fear and anxiety, a lot of intro introverted behavior stems from not knowing your gifts, not embracing your gifts, not being confident in your gifts or what other people will think. So a lot of the time, a lot of spiritual individuals or spiritually gifted individuals will actually hold themselves back from embracing their purpose and embracing their abilities and voicing that and expressing it because of that fear and, and anxiety, and that will cause introverted tendencies. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a really great observation. And I think that is definitely something to draw attention to. Um, introversion is often seen as having social anxiety, a lack of confidence, um, not being afraid to put yourself out there. And while introversion and those traits can go hand in hand, that's not what the definition of an introvert is. So I think the first thing is, let's get clear on exactly what that means. So the there is still, from what I am understanding, and I'm not a psychologist or a brain scientist, but I do think there is still some dispute in the medical and mental health community over what truly constitutes an introvert. But I think the most common um, trait that many of us identify with right now is that we 
feel drained after socializing and we really prefer our downtime, our alone time, our quiet time. It's not having social anxiety, though it can go hand in hand. It's not a lack of confidence, though those can go hand in hand. And it's not um, being afraid of people or being afraid to try new things or anything along those lines. Um, and it's not something to overcome. It's not something that you have to change about yourself. It's actually something to embrace. One of the biggest mistakes I see among my clients and among people in some of these bigger introvert communities that I belong to is people who use introversion as an excuse to not do the scary thing or not move forward or not take action. And I see people all the time, well, I'm an introvert, so I can't do that. And that being, I can't do videos. I can't talk about myself on social media. I can't approach someone. I can't grow a business. I can't do sales. That's just not true. You absolutely can do all of those things. You just might need to do it in a way that looks different than someone who is more extroverted and who really truly enjoys what I call peopling or what a lot of us call peopling, right? Being in front of people, being in front of an audience, even the simple act of being online and reading someone's content and commenting on it or sending them a messenger message is socializing. It is a social behavior. And so we just need to give ourselves the proper recovery and rest time after doing those things. We have to acknowledge that those things won't fill our cup and energize us, those things will drain us and we need to care for ourselves afterwards. Does that kind of fit in with what you were asking? <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, we have a comment. I enjoy people. I struggle to keep it up for too long. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I have introverted tendencies, but I would, uh, for the most part, I would say I'm, I'm an introvert. I started a talk show, but I'm still an introvert. I don't like being on camera. I don't like hearing my own voice. I don't like pictures. Um, I will not go and rewatch an episode unless I absolutely have to. And, but I still, I still started a talk show and that was allowing myself to, to, I found a way that worked for me, that made me feel comfortable, that made me put myself out there, that enabled me to do all of the things that I knew that I wanted to do and that I desired to do in a way that worked for me. And I think that introverted people or even people who have introverted tendencies need to find what works for them, need to find how that, right, we're not all going to act the same because uh, regardless of whether we're an introvert, a mother, uh, you know, a brother, a friend, a CEO or an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter what our titles are. We're all individual people and we all have individual needs and thoughts and beliefs and self-expression, right? So for me to come on and do a talk show, other introverts might not be able to do that. Right. And, and it might cause them too much panic and too much anxiety thinking, oh my goodness, I can't do this. <laughs> this, is, this is too much for me. Right. And that's okay. It's absolutely okay. You don't have to take it to that degree. I find some people who identify as an introvert are actually empaths or mediums empaths and mediums. And again, I'm going to, because I do believe that that introversion can really impact the spiritual community and the spiritual community really impacts introversion tendencies is that 
when you're a psychic or a medium or more specifically an empath or a medium, an empath is somebody who physically takes on the emotions of another. That is an empath, right? So it doesn't even have to be your emotions. All of a sudden you can be raging angry and have no idea why, right? When, when an empath goes out or is in contact with other people, it is draining because you're constantly taking on those energies. You're constantly taking on other people's emotions and, uh, and high vibrational emotions, whether they're negative or positive, are very draining. So I can see that happening as well. Now for mediums, if you go out in public or you even go anywhere in, in your house or out in your backyard, spirits are everywhere. And they're not to be feared, but somebody who doesn't know they're a medium or doesn't know how to protect their energy or put boundaries in place and all of the things that introverts should do normally, then they're going to feel all of those energies. They're going to be bombarded by spirits. They're going to be bombarded by visions and, and everything that comes with being a medium. And again, that will cause us the fear and confusion of leaving your house and that draining energy because you're constantly connecting to a different plane. And that's, it, it's hard on your system. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, I don't have any um, experience necessarily with the spiritual realm. I believe that it exists, but that's kind of the extent of it at this point in time. So really a lot of my knowledge is more in the stuff that can be studied um, and the things that we personally can control. And, but what you're saying about taking in this energy and, and being aware of the other energies around you, that is 100% an introverted trait. And part of it is that we are more empathetic. We are more aware of what's going on with those around us, both the spoken and the unspoken social cues. But we are also usually, and again, blanket statement, we are also usually very aware of our own internal state and we're monitoring our own internal state to prevent overwhelm and so that's where some of the risk aversion the lack of spontaneity the um, needing to analyze everything or um, over I don't want to say overthink because it's not a negative but the the need to think things through very clearly and have a plan is really really one of of our strengths because it keeps us from getting overwhelmed it keeps us from doing things that are overly risky but often in the entrepreneurial world those things are seen as a negative because we are not typically the type of person who's going to act on a whim to change to chase the latest trend we're not going to be the person who's going to have this amazing business idea go hard on it for the next three weeks and see immediate success. On the flip side, we're also not that person who's going to chase after the latest trend or chase that business idea for three weeks and give up on it when it doesn't work. We are very much wired for the long game, sustainability, slow and steady wins the race type of thinking. And I'm not sure how some of these things tie in with more of that spiritual realm. So I'd be interested to see your, your kind of take on that. Absolutely. So because I'm, I'm, like I said, everybody's kind of different in the way that their, that their introvertedness kind of expresses itself or, or the manifestation of it. Right. I tend to, 
I tend to jump into things, but I'm also, I'm very analytical. So I love that you said that I am extremely analytical. I will think if you give me a situation, I will think of 50 different possible scenarios and then run through them and be like, Kate, this is the one that's, that's easiest, or this is the one that's the best. And I do that not just for myself, but I do that for everybody else as well. That's probably one of the reasons I'm, I'm an expert in mindset is because it's like, okay, this happened. So you probably feel this way. And this is what's causing that feeling. So it's, it's like this whole thing. But again, when it comes to jumping in, because I'm so good and easy, because you did say being analytical is a strength. It absolutely is, right? It doesn't take me all day to go through 50 different solutions or 50 different styles, as long as I'm not emotional about it. When I get emotional about something, then that's when it's stunted. Then then it takes me all day. If I'm emotionally raging at my husband, it takes me all day to process that because I'm emotionally invested in it, right? Where I can take the emotion out of it and go, okay, how's this going to work? What's it going to look like? What's right? And so it's it, the the emotional aspect of it is is another thing to consider being an introvert, right? Is you know, when you get emotionally invested in an outcome or a situation, it, it stunts your thought processes. It stunts your ability to connect with yourself, to, you know, connect with the outside world and go, okay, logically, how is this going to work? How does it make me feel? What do I want to do? And then you just don't do it because that, that when you get emotional is overwhelming just right then and there. So could you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. And I have found that in the entrepreneur community, especially, there's really a tendency to try to stuff those negative emotions, to ignore them. You know, a lot of the mantras and the mindsets, at least in my experience, have been at the expense of truly feeling the negative emotion. Like we as entrepreneurs or CEOs or whatever word you want to use, we're supposed to almost be like robotic. We're supposed to have our strategy and uh, plow through it, process through it, keep going, no matter what else comes up. And I think we get shamed almost for processing emotion. And this may not be an introvert specific trait, but what I've found for me and for a lot of my clients as well, is that we do so much better when we acknowledge those emotions and process them. And I I have noticed that for introverts, a lot of our downtime is used to process things, whether it's synthesizing ideas, whether it is um, making a plan and analyzing and getting a strategy in place so we can move forward, or whether it's processing emotions. And some of, you know, we all do it different ways. For me, nature is my place to sit and process. And I usually have to be moving my body. So I shouldn't have said sit. I said, I should have said to go and process because it's walking the dog or going for a run or even doing a workout that really gets me to process through the frustration and the anger and sometimes the imposter syndrome or even grief over not hitting a goal or missing, you know, not signing a client. Like there are still days where a sales call doesn't go the way I anticipated. And I'm angry, mad, upset, sad afterwards, I make sure that I give myself plenty of time in my schedule to process through those things. Whereas an extrovert might be able to go from one call to the next, to the next, to the next, because they're getting more energized and more fuel from the subsequent calls that happen after that first one that goes bad. I need that time 
to recompose myself and to process. And so for me, it's like I said, it's movement or it's journaling. And there's a lot of journaling all of the negative stuff out, but then going back and looking at it and reframing it in a positive. Again, I don't think that is specific to introverts, but I do think because we don't process as well verbally and because we don't get energized by interacting with other people, we have to find ways for ourselves to process through those emotions so that we can continue to move forward. Yeah. So that is um, not just for introverts. That is actually a healthy mindset. We have the positivity movement. We have spirituality. We have so many variations of things. Law of attraction, positivity movement, cancel culture, all of these, you know, hyped up terms and and hyped up systems that are actually bypassing. And that's what we're doing. We're gaslighting ourselves and we're bypassing our emotions. When you bypass your emotions or you push them to the side or ignore them, you're not actually getting rid of them. What you're doing is you're stuffing them into a hole and that hole is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like a volcano, right? When you don't process your emotions, it becomes a volcano and then it erupts and bleeds into everything else, right? Before a volcano erupts, you get a little bit of lava out of the volcano, right? You get a little bit of seepage in there. And when you have that, that's what happens. So when we're not happy or we're not in a good place mentally, that will seep into everything else. It'll seep into our relationships, our business, our spirituality, our sense of self and our sense of identity, our family, our friends and our career, right? So bypassing those emotions is actually one of the worst things you can do as a human being because it doesn't help you. It actually makes everything 10 times worse. So processing the emotions, not just for introverts, but for everybody is actually, that's the healthy way to go. You're supposed to process them. You're supposed to feel them. Our emotions, whether positive or negative, have a lesson, right? Our positive emotions say, hey, that's the right thing. Our negative emotions are like, you know what? We need to learn this lesson in how to be stronger, in how to put ourselves first, in how to be a good partner or you know, whatever the lesson may be, that negativity is, is te- one, teaching you a lesson. Two, it comes out through emotion. And three, if you learn that lesson, you become smarter, you become braver, you be more confident and courageous and more able to express yourself in a way that's best for you. When you ignore those emotions, you're trying to be like every other positive Nancy out there. And honestly, it doesn't work. And you just become a fake version of yourself. Yeah. If you're even able to push through that in the first place, I know definitely when I was first starting my business and I was working with a coach who was very extroverted and really pushing on me, these ways of selling that just did not feel good to me. They were so out of alignment with the things I wanted to do and the way I saw myself as a person of integrity and the way I interacted with the world. And she wanted me to do all of these crazy things. And instead of, at that point in time, allowing myself to try these things and fail and learn the lesson from them, I just kept pushing myself and pushing myself and pushing myself to keep trying them over and over and over, ignoring how gross I felt, ignoring like even the physical um, physical issues that I was having, like the physical sensations 
I would sometimes do some of these things. Like she wanted me cold calling for a long time. And I shouldn't say for a long time. I tried it for a month. <laughs> I took a one week assignment to cold call this number of businesses when I was working on my Facebook ads business. And I stretched it out over a month because I could get through three or four calls before I would be sick to my stomach, shaking, just feeling so miserable. I literally could not pick up the phone and dial again. And it would take me hours to recover. Had I known some of the things that I've learned since then about myself personally, about introverts in general, about toxic positivity, right? All of these different things. I think I would have been able to look at that situation more objectively and say, this doesn't work for me and there's a better way. I grieve for that person that I was that took so long to learn all of these lessons, but I also know I had to go through them in order to get to where I am today. So I do see that there's utility in them. Um, and I know you mentioned earlier that you're an introvert, but yet you have a talk show and you do all of these things because you figure out how to do them in your own way. So that doesn't mean that there are intro does not mean there aren't introverts out there who can't do cold calling. There may be some who that actually is enjoyable for them. They like being on the phone. They like the challenge of closing a call, getting a hold of the person, getting through the gatekeeper, doing all of those things. That didn't work for me, but that doesn't mean that no one else can do that who also has introverted tech, um, personalities. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you mentioned that. I did telemarketing, but that was one of my first jobs and I quit halfway through the day because I couldn't do it. I, there was no, I was crying. I left. They were listening in on my phone call. It was the most horrible training experience I've ever had when it comes to, um, business mentoring. So, and then I was also a insurance and mutual funds. I was a financial advisor who also sold mutual funds and, and insurance. And during that time, it was a lot of cold calling and a lot of, you know, getting to know people, but I was always, I tried to do it my way. I of course lived in a very rural community that was uh, anti new. So they, they weren't too pleased with that, but um, at the same time, excuse me, there, I have been in business for six years and I now have six businesses. And the last business that I created was a business mentoring company. And it's all, it's called my biz fits me. And the reason I created it is because I've been through business coaches. I've been through business mentors. I've had people tell me, you have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. And none of that felt good to me. I don't like the DMing. I don't like the cold calling. I don't like useless posts. I don't like, you know, fake ins inspiration posts. And they're not fake because they're somebody's story. But I, I, you know what? I, I shared a post not that long ago. And it says, you know, we've been taught to tell our stories to sell. And I created the show because I wanted to share our stories to inspire. And that's, and that was the difference for me is finding things that worked for me that actually felt good. And so that's why I created my business, my business fits me because it is individual, right? You can have a similar business to somebody else, but you're doing it differently. You're showing up authentically for you and not how everybody else says that you have to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, a couple of the things that you've said, um, you don't like the DMs, you don't like 
content just for the sake of content. That to me is an introvert trait as well. Typically, we don't like small talk. We want deep, meaningful conversations, deep, meaningful relationships. And you probably put this into place with your um, mutual funds and financial advising conversations as well, where you actually didn't just get on the call and sell somebody. You took the time to find out about them, talk to them about their interests, their lives, their business. And then only when you had that relationship moved forward. Now I'm putting words into your mouth. So that may not be exactly how it was, but typically that is what I recommend. Whether you, you absolutely can contact someone in a message over Facebook messenger or Instagram messenger, or LinkedIn messages, whatever, and build a real relationship with that person that eventually becomes a business relationship. And again, this is, I think, where we really shine as introverts is that we're willing to play the long game. I shouldn't say it that way. We prefer to play the long game. We're not chasing the instant high or the instant gratification. We're in it for the long game. And building relationships for us is just second nature. It's just something that we are so, so good at and passionate about. And if we can harness that, that is when our, our businesses really take off because we're not selling just to sell. We're selling because we truly believe that we can help someone. And we may not be selling to that person we built the original relationship with, but they recommended someone to us or they connected us with someone else. So it's all about, you know, again, building relationships, networking, and playing the long game, which again, makes it sound bad to some people, I guess, but. <laughs> you know what? It isn't though. All of my most amazing clients have been long game. It's conversation. It's how are you doing? It's, you know, have you tried this? Have you tried that? What, you know, how are you feeling about this? And long game. And then it's, it's interesting because as you're building the long game and as you're building that relationship, if they decide to work with you, and that's a big if, because, you know, we never force anybody to work with us. It's always your decision. But as you're building that relationship, and if they do decide to work with you, then it's, they're already ready for the transformation. My clients don't work with me past six months. Normally, I do have a 12 month program, but normally it's six months because by month three or four, they're almost done. They're almost good. Like the transformation by that point has, has happened. Right. And it's by building that relationship, by building that you know, that readiness and that involvement. I find that for my clients, you have to be ready. If you're not ready or, or I don't want to say desperate, but it is, if you're desperate to not feel the way you're feeling anymore, and you've done all of these different things to get there, that's where I want you because then you're ready right? Then you're not second guessing everything. You're not questioning yourself. You're, you are so good to go that it just happens. Sorry for the darkness. It's decided that it is absolutely clouding over now and raining outside my bedroom. So we might get a thunderstorm here. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Love thunderstorms. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Well, I think that's really interesting. Um, what you said about you want them to have tried other things before they come to you. I think there's, and this is changing, I think. I think that though there's this idea that you need to 
you need to be the only influence in your client's lives. They need to get all of whatever information to have the transformation from you. And you need to sell them on the transformation before they even know that they need it. And that's definitely something that I don't feel in alignment with that feels really gross and sleazy to me. Um, I think it's so much better, like you said, when they have tried some on their own and they're truly ready for that transformation. So they're doing the work, they're participating in the transformation. You're, you are the person guiding them. You aren't dragging them along to the finish line. And it can be hard to find those people sometimes, but this is where the relationship building is so important. This is where really solid content that gives them a very clear idea of what you do and who the right person is to work with you and being even clear with yourself about where the right person to work with you is on your journey. And I have a really awesome um, content writing program that I love taking clients through that gets at the heart of this. We take a look at all of your past clients, both the successes and the not so great ones. And we really dial in on who is the right person? What are the commonalities? What do they have to have already tried? Where are they on the journey? So that you can speak really clearly in your content to that person. So, and I think, I don't like saying this out loud, but I think there's just so much of the business growth and social media and content writing industry is focused on this really high level, basic beginner stuff. But so many of us are ready to go deeper and be more vulnerable and more open in our content and more thorough in our content. And that's not being taught or shown in a lot of places. Yeah. So do you, so with introvertedness, right? We, we have a tendency as introverts not to put ourselves out there, right? Because it's scary or it's fearful or, or anything else that, that you're feeling as an introvert. And when it comes to social media and when it comes to um, meeting new people in person, meeting, you know, going to events, doing all of that. I know for me, I don't like being the center of attention. Now that I've started my show, I've, I went to a concert. Um, I went to a concert a few months ago, and I went to the concert. I was in the seventh row, and up on stage there were um, two very well-known people. For the life of me, I can't remember their names right now, but they were on stage, um, and I was like, I want to be up there. And for me to say that is fantastic because. If, if even the thought of me standing up in front of a room, a, a small little room of, you know, a dozen or less people, and I would be panting and I would be hyperventilating and sweating and crying and all of like shaking because I would be terrified. And, but I go to this concert and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I want to be on stage. Like, just, I want to be up there talking to everybody because and the show opened that up for me because I created something that let me be who I am, that I can express myself with no worries and no cares and, you know, build those relationships and, and build the, the confidence in myself that now I'm ready to stand on the stage, which for me would have been absolutely terrifying six months ago. Do you think that there is other mental work you've been doing in the background to prepare you for some of this stuff? Always. 
So I am, again, an identity coach. First and foremost, I'm an identity coach. And that is our mentality, right? Who we are at our core, what we, what drives us, our purpose, our passions, you know, and our abilities. And in doing that, it's, it's constantly because I'm analytical, because I'm slightly introverted and I take time to process. And the fact that I'm, that I'm such an expert in mindset, it's easy for me to see what, not the issue or the problem, but where the stuckness feels, where, where the grossness feels and how to work through that, right? I don't take my emotions and let them consume me. I consume them and I feel them and I acknowledge what they're trying to teach me. And I've, I've learned that process and I teach that process so that it is easier, right? I don't, it doesn't take me that long to work through one of those issues or one of those beliefs or, or processes that I need to go through to find out how to do that better or how to express myself better. So yes, we, we don't ever stop working on ourselves because of our experiences. We're always learning and growing. And those experiences don't change who we are, but they change how we feel confident in expressing who we are. And so it's, okay, this happened. Do I still believe in this? Do I not believe in this? Is this right for me? And then we change it right? So standing on the stage was terrifying. Now it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I definitely noticed for myself as well that as I got more confident in my abilities, I also had more confidence to try new things. And that kind of, I think, can be where the introversion and confidence connection lies is that the thought of doing something new, the thought of trying something new can be overwhelming. And we take that as lack of confidence. And so we don't try new things. And so then we lose our confidence in our own abilities versus, and I'm never an advocate for pushing yourself to the point of burnout, but I do advocate that all of us push our boundaries a little bit, push your edges, try new things, because that's the only way we grow. And that's, again, not introvert specific, but I think for many of us, it is scary to try new things, knowing that we could potentially be overwhelmed by that. We could, you know, need a half a day of recovery time after trying something new and it not going the way that we wanted it to. Yeah. Um, For anybody watching, and even yourself, Kelly, do you ever feel furthering on to what you say do you ever feel like all of a sudden you get this immense power and and it's not a spiritual thing and it's an energetic thing right where all of a sudden you feel really powerful and really confident and even if you're not generally a confident person if you if you you know feeling down or or very self-conscious every so often you'll get like this boost of power where you feel very confident very powerful very take charge and able to do everything we as individuals have access to that 24 seven, we have the ability to find that power within ourselves and recreate it whenever we need to. Now, all of the time is never a good option because that's draining as hell, but we have that ability to connect to that inner power. And what it is, is when we identify who we are, because we're all different individuals, right? You and I, we could be wives and mothers and, you know, but we're not the same. Our needs aren't the same, our desires aren't the same, our beliefs aren't the same, 
we aren't the same people, even though we have the same roles and titles. Introverts, again, are still not the same people. So when you tap into who you are and you think, okay, well, who am I, right? What really drives me? What am I passionate about? What do I think my purpose is? What, you know, what do I love? What do I hate? What do I, you know, what am I good at? What am I not good at? When you finally identify who you are, that instantly creates a power center. And as you're creating that power center and as you're figuring out who you are, you start looking at all the different things. And when, when you know who you are, that power becomes exponential, right? That's the confidence. The confidence create is created by knowing who you are, believing who you are, and standing and expressing in who you are. And when you do that, right, being an introvert, people will, you know, ADHD, introvert, high anxiety, high stress, whatever that looks like, right? Being terrified of being on a stage, whatever that looks like for you, whatever weakness you think you have is actually a strength. And when you know who you are and, you, and you've embraced your identity, you take on that strength. So being an introvert is a strength. You just have to learn how it works for you. And when you learn how it works for you, you get the confidence, you get the clarity, and you get the courage to take those steps to move forward. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I know you had a question in there, and I don't remember what the question was. I apologize. <laughs> That was the energy source, right? When you, and, and not even an energy source, but that feeling of being powerful, right? When you've succeeded at something or somebody tells you you're really good at something and you believe it, right? And I think that's what it, what it is, is, you know, use the example. If somebody's told you you're really good at something and you feel yourself puff up and not in like a conceited way, but puff up as in, I really am right? A success of a client, your, you know, your child looking up to you and, and seeing you for the first time as somebody who knows what they're talking about, whatever that is, that feeling of power, that's, that's your identity. So yeah, it's, it's that, it's understanding and knowing what that feeling is. Yeah, yeah. So I think kind of going along with this, but maybe not exactly what happened for me and what I think happens for many people who are neurodiverse or have some other thing where they don't feel like they quite fit in is I often felt like there was something wrong with me. I often felt like I needed to change something about myself. And I can remember being as young as three years old and wishing I was more like the birthday girl at the birthday party that I was at because she was so outgoing and gregarious and friendly and fun. And I just wasn't that. And what happened for me, and I think what happens for a lot of people is we try so hard throughout the rest of our lives to change who we are, that we lose confidence, not because we don't think we're good at things, but just because we feel like everybody else is this way and I am this way. And I can't trust myself to continue acting in my own way and still be, still fit in, still be successful, still whatever it is that your goal is. That was definitely something I had to face personally on this entrepreneurship journey. And it's been a journey. It's been three years now making the change from social media manager to coach where I've dealt with some of this stuff. But before that, it was even two years of going from 
I'm a stay-at-home mom who freelances doing social media management on the side to my kids are all in school and now I'm running a social media business. It's been a lot of years of transformation and growth and learning to trust myself and learning to trust my instincts and my gut and yeah, just learning self-trust. And it started with just like the littlest, tiniest things, right? Like even just I'm going to post every day this week just because I said I'm going to post every day this week and then following through with that and going, oh, I did that. I did that action even though it was scary, right? It just started so, so small. And people ask me sometimes, you were already doing social media management. Why did you struggle so much to get visible on social media as yourself, as you were growing your business, and especially as you were growing your coaching part of your business? And the best way I can think to say it is when I was doing social media for clients, I got to take on the persona of their brand. When I was growing my own business, I had to be me and that was really scary. That was very hard to be myself and also this business person, CEO, coach, like all the things that I had never seen myself as before. I had to get really comfortable with all of those titles before I could embrace that publicly. And that was definitely a challenge. Yeah, I don't know if that's something that you've experienced. I know you said you've done six businesses in six years and I am just intrigued to know, have you had to go through some of these growing pains at each step along the way, or have they just kind of flowed naturally? So two, three, sorry, three of the businesses that I own, because they're concurrently, I have six right now. Um, three of them. So my healing jewelry. So I do a local, a local one, and that's healing crystal jewelry, healing heat therapy bags, the ones you microwave and put on your shoulders or wherever. Um, I also have my identity coaching and my spiritual teaching. I'm also a spiritual reader. So I do readings and, and mediumship and all that fun stuff. I'm also a past life regressionist. So I have those three have been for the last six years. And yes, absolutely. I've gone through transitions with all of those three consistently over the years until this past year. Um, something changed within the last 12 months where everything became clearer. And a lot of that had to do with when I started the show. So I started the show. I started the Women Supporting Women Can Network and I started um, my business coaching practice or my business mentoring practice. Those all started this year. And absolutely, I went through those processes. I had to figure out who I am in each business, how that looks in each business how I identify in each business. And I'm the same in all of them, right? I just different aspects of myself. We are very multifaceted, multifaceted and multi-passionate human beings, right? So you'll see business coaches who say, oh, you have to do it this way and you have to do it this way and focus on one thing. Because I do multiple things, having them all together is confusing right? For, for most people, it's confusing. If I say, oh, I do all of these things out of one business, it's like, oh my goodness, like, right? Um, and the misconception is that I'm, the misconception with having six businesses in one is that 
oh, you couldn't focus on one thing because you weren't good enough, right? That's, that's the general consensus, right? And it's not. I'm excellent at all of them, which is why they're separate, which is why they have separate logos, separate names, separate identities. They're just different facets of who I am right? Being an introvert is a part of who you are. It is not your, that's not your identity. That's not, it's, it's a, it's a, one of the ways that you express yourself. And so I found a way to harness each of those parts of my self-expression, right? So I understand it is easier to, you know, teach other people how to do social media, right? It's easier for you to jump into somebody else's persona. Look at Beyonce, right? Beyonce had Sasha Fierce. Um, Eminem, right? Marshall, Mather, Marshall Mathers, Eminem, Slim Shady. He had three. Then you have, um, oh, Ziggy Stardust was, oh my goodness. I can never remember. But then you have Ziggy Stardust and they're all alter egos, right? And when I start with people in business, it's what's your alter ego? Do you have an alter ego or a super ego that that's, that's who you picture as a success, right? That's the version of you that's successful. Do you have it as an alter ego? Do you have it just as a super you? What, what are you looking for, right? And introverts kind of do that. It's they pick up this alter ego or the super ego where it's like, okay, in order to do this, I'm going to embody somebody I'm not without even realizing that they are embodying themselves, the truest version of themselves, right? That's what an introvert, when you actually find your success, it's because you've acknowledged and embraced the truest version of yourself. And that gives you the confidence, that gives you the trust. And you mentioned trust, and that is huge. Every time we have a perceived failure, it is a ding to our trust, not that our trust in other people are the trust in ourselves. Look at relationships. If you're an introvert and you've put yourself, even non-introverts, you've had relationships that have quote unquote failed. And I don't believe in failure. They're stepping stones. If you've had a failed relationship, you internalize that. And it's like, what did I do wrong? How did I not see the signs? How, you know, what it, Am I not worthy enough? And we internalize it. And it, again, becomes a ding to our self-trust, our, our self-love, our, our self-care. And then as we go forward, we always have that in the back of our head. I made the wrong decision. I did the wrong thing. I, you know, I can't pick a, pro a proper partner or a proper business. And it's, you know, even launches. If you're an entrepreneur and you do launches, when you hear crickets, and I've heard a lot of crickets over the years. When you hear crickets, it's a ding. Whether, whether you are the strongest mental professional or not, it's still a ding, right? What, what didn't I do? What can I do better? But instead of saying, what did I do wrong? Or that I failed, it's how can I do this better? What, what can I tweak to make it more me? What can I tweak that I'm really representing my passion for this? And it's a whole nother story. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One of my favorite examples of somebody who adopts an alter or ego or a, another persona is Ryan Reynolds. And the fact that he's so open that he's a hardcore introvert, he prefers to stay home. But when he gets on talk shows or he gets out and does his movies, 
it's Ryan Reynolds, the actor, it's Ryan Reynolds, the comedian, right? It's this alternate persona that he adopts. And I think we understand that for celebrities, but the, the kind of resistance that I've gotten among people in real life in the entrepreneurship space is, well, I'm just being fake. And the, even the idea of fake it till you make it feels gross to a lot of people. And I'm not asking people to do that. And I don't think you're asking people to do that either. But I think we do need to recognize that you do have different components of your personality and playing up one in the right time is not being fake. It's just letting that part shine a little brighter for that temporary period of time. I think it could also be a detriment as well. You know, if you overdo it with your persona, you can wear yourself out or, you know, start feeling like that's the only way people like you. There's definitely the potential for negatives with that as well. So I encourage people to use the alternate persona, but to do it with caution and do it intentionally, not because they are lacking. Yep. You think of high school, work environments, all of the places where you need to put on a persona, right? And one of my, one of the reasons I started identity coaching in the first place was six years ago, two of my favorite musicians had committed suicide. And it got me thinking about and really tapping into the persona, right? When you are in a high profile position, now, whether you're an introvert or not an introvert, and I think most of us can, can have introverted tendencies, when you're in a high profile position, it's assumed that you have a persona to uphold, you have a reputation to uphold, you have to be closed off and silent and you have to act a certain way, right? And so that becomes your entire life. You look at people on social media who are, you know, well-represented, they've got everything looks great and their house looks great and everything's going good. And then look at the amount and not not even that look at the amount of high profile suicides we've had in the last 10 years look at how many we've had there is a reason for that and majority of the time and i have not spoken to these people nor do i represent their families but i do represent a mindset that knows what i'm talking about i'm an expert in mindset and what ends up happening is when you are in a high profile position as a ceo as an actor as a musician as anything you are exponentially judged by your persona you are exponentially judged because your situation is better and i high quotations that and i'll put it in full caps because it's not true you are better off than the rest of the population, which is completely wrong. If you say I'm unhappy as a high profile individual, people are going to come at you and go, you've got money, you've got success. Why are you unhappy? You're, you know, you're married, you've got kids, you've got, they situationally shame you because of this, because your situation is perceived to be better than theirs, right? As introverts, when you are trying to keep up a persona, it's draining to the point where you lose your sense of identity because you're trying to keep up appearances. You lose your stamina because again, the amount of energy it takes to harness a different persona or a different perception of yourself is 
life draining. And I'm not just talking, you know, you're tired at the end of the day. I'm talking, it's draining everything. Your happiness, your ability to be happy, your ability to process, your brain power, your logic, your sense of self is gone. And the only way you see yourself out is, again, suicide, which is why this is such a great topic, because we do get to that point, right? I think we can get to that point. I don't think it's necessary to get to that point. And I don't think it's necessary to embrace such a different persona from your own natural personality. We definitely can play up traits we want to or play down traits we don't want to but I don't ever advise people to be so uncomfortable that they're unhappy um, and maybe that's part of that toxic positivity that we talked about at the beginning as well of like well you have this great personality you have all of this success you're not allowed to feel pain or sad or to experience failure but I do think we need to get better at acknowledging as a society that failure is part of life. You know, you've mentioned a couple of different ways, especially in business that people fail. And going back to our way earlier conversation about processing emotions, I think this is where that's really important. And this might've been the point you were making all along was that we can have the part of our personality that we are showing on social media that is the highlight reel, but your clients and your audience and your people who care about you also wanna see the real stuff. And maybe we don't need to go fully in depth with every bad moment, but I think it's good and needed to knowledge, excuse me, acknowledge the negatives and the failures, even if we don't do it necessarily, again, in depth, super publicly, one thing I advise many of my clients to do is when they have a launch that doesn't go as well as they as planned, don't just stuff it, trash it, and start over. Go back, use your, your introvert uh, power of analysis, and look at what didn't work, and look at what you could tweak and make better the next time. And the same even with every little you know piece of content you put out. If it didn't hit the way you wanted it to, that's okay. Nothing's going to be perfect, and nobody's going to suddenly you know, come after you with a mob because you said the wrong thing in a post, or, I mean, I guess there is cancel culture today that maybe that there absolutely true, is but. that mob mentality <laughs> is crazy. So that adds to the, the stigma of being an introvert, right. Or, or the, the fear of being an introvert, right. Is putting yourself out there and having that mob mentality come at you and attack you and, and, it doesn't need to be that way. It absolutely doesn't. I remember when I first started, I first started as a psychic intuitive reader. I would go on Facebook and I would do four hour lives giving away free readings to people on, on Facebook live. Right. And that's how I started. And it was terrifying, but I did, I had people come on, tell me that I was a crackpot, that I was Satan's whore and like a whole bunch of other stuff. And I remember these people, right. And you know, I could have let it get to me and I absolutely could have let it hit me differently. But I, again, have the mentality that that's their opinion. They don't have to listen. They don't have to watch. They don't have to engage. If they're triggered, that's their trigger. That's their issue. That's not mine. I can and will 
sit here and talk to people. And again, being an introvert doesn't mean that you have to put on this persona. I'm sure I could put on makeup and I could wear contacts and I could do my hair perfectly and, you know, whiten my teeth and lose all the weight and whatever. But no, I show up as I am. I show up who who I am and I express that, right? Yes, I go get my nails done because I like it. I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm doing it because I like it. Speaking of, I'm getting a new nail tech that, oh my goodness, that woman is gifted. Um, so wait for that. But at the same time, it's, I show up as me. I show up in tank tops. I show up in my bedroom doing this talk show because it's where I'm comfortable. It's where I feel good. And I don't, you know, I'm not worried about everybody else's opinions. And I think being an introvert, like I said, prior to this, when you know who you are, you're able to express that. I don't express every day when I'm unhappy. Have I expressed that I'm unhappy or that I'm going through a hard time? Absolutely. Most of you know that my husband, you know, dislocated and broke his ankle a few weeks ago and he's laid up and I'll have to do everything. But it's, it's, it's a struggle. Life is meant to struggle. The purpose of life is to experience. That's why we're here is to have experiences to learn, to grow, to, to learn how to enjoy the moment and just to be present and not worry about the past and not worried about the future and just being here, doing your best, because that's all you can do is just do your best. And if you don't feel like doing your best one day, don't, right? As an introvert, you have to learn what works for you and how you express yourself and motivate yourself in a way that, again, works for you because it's not going to be the same for all of us. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And if that, again, if I could have one takeaway for the um, entirety of this conversation for the people who are watching, it would be that you don't have to change yourself to be successful. You can figure out a way to make it work for you on your time frame. And don't use introversion as a crutch or a sticking point or something to keep you stuck. Embrace it, learn about it, figure out how to work with it and, you know, achieve the success you were meant to achieve. <laughs> yeah, in whatever speaking way Speaking of was. introversion, I will be perfectly frank with you right now that I'm coming very close to my limit of peopling for the day. So um, I would like to wrap this up in the next couple of minutes just because I'm finding myself struggling to articulate my thoughts and I'm going to just start rambling again. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect because I was just about to end it. <laughs> so that works perfectly. All right. Well, just a family, this has been our episode. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to Kelly or myself, you can find us. Links are in the description. Again, our sponsor today is a Phoenix Identity. If you want to join the Empowered Warrior Women Challenge, it is a five-day challenge where we go through the five ways you're giving away your power and how you can start taking it back now. And for introverts, that's going to be exceptionally good because you need to learn what your power is. Um, go like, follow, and share the show at Just Alive TV. You can find us at on various social media platforms at Just Alive TV. If you would like to be a guest speaker or if you would like to be a guest blogger or even better, if you'd like to see a topic featured on the show, because that's what it's all about, giving you something to talk about, message us uh, across any of our social media platforms. We would be happy to engage with you and find out what you want to talk about or what you want to see featured. And yeah, I thanks for joining me, Kelly. 
Yeah, thanks for having me, Melissa. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. All right, just family. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, depending on when and where you are catching this episode. I will see all of you on the next one. Bye.